With every passing moment, thoughts of you run through my head. I'm not too sure what it is, boy, but I realize that you're heaven sent, baby. I think you're truly something special, just what my dreams are really made of. There's no one like you around, oh baby. Uh, hey, it's your girl Jay, and you're listening to the Jay Show here on Anchor FM. What's up? What's up? I'm back, and this is going to be a fun discussion about the music of the '90s that I enjoyed the most. So, I started off with that song by Tamia. Like, I know that I did an episode similar to this where it was titled Music and Vibes, but it didn't center specifically on a time frame. This episode centers specifically on the 90s. And what made 90s music so special to me and to many. So, let's get into it. Now, to me, 90s R&B was... An amalgamation of some of the more soulful ballads that came from the 70s and the pop sensibilities of the 80s, which would make sense because those are the two years that came prior. And looking at it in that context, you have the perfect blend of elements to make songs that are timeless. I think when we go back in time and we look at eras of music, yes, music from the 80s is great. Yes, music from the 70s is good. Music from the 60s is okay, but it can come across as a bit dated. You know, the further back you go, the music becomes a bit more niche. But music from the 90s just seems to appeal to everyone. Because I think in that era, everything just came together correctly. In the 90s, we had people who were not afraid to sing about love. There was a bit more sexuality put into it. We saw the emergence of hip-hop and R&B blends in the late 90s into the early 2000s. So the music wasn't like super duper clean on all fronts because Lil' Kim came out in the 90s. We had Trina. We had, you know, songs like Nan. We had songs like Back That Thing Up, which, you know, taking over from the 99 to the 2000, (laughs) you know, So we had songs like that, that were definitely not on the more clean tip. Then we also had songs like, There can be miracles when you believe. The hope is frail, it's hard to kill. Mm, Who knows what miracles you can achieve. When you believe, somehow you will, you will wake 
believe you know so we had a time for ballads a time for more grungy music just you know it was just a perfect blend I, I, I think I'm just repeating myself over and over but it just had the perfect mixture of everything to make good music that will last so when I think about it even though I'm a child of the late 90s the music that hits home to me the most is from the 90s the music that speaks to me on the deepest level is from the 90s the instrumentation the, the time with the lyrics shouts out to Diane Warren who is the writer of many of the songs from that time period she wrote a lot of the gems a lot of the gems she wrote like you need to give it up had about enough it's not hard to see the boy is mine I'm sorry that you seem to be confused he belongs to me the boy is mine yes like Diane Warren was a master of lyricism but a lot of the Mariah Carey songs of that period even though they might have had assistance from Diane Warren were also written by Mariah herself and this is where I get into the lyricism of Miss Mariah Carey there's a song called breakdown and if you just listen to it with the lyrics it says and I know I'm trying to be nonchalant about it and I'm going to extremes to prove I'm fine without you but in reality I'm slowly losing my mind underneath the guise of a smile gradually I'm dying inside Friends ask me how I feel, and I lie convincingly because I don't want to reveal the fact that I'm suffering. So I wear my disguise, so I go home at night, I turn out all the lights, and then I break down and cry. Like, you can't get lyrics written any more masterful than that. And Mariah just had a natural gifting for it, like... You can tell that every song she wrote came from the heart. It came from the soul. She is one of those artists that just had a gift. Now, I'm going to go on a limb and say that I'm more of a Mariah fan than a Whitney fan. Simply because Mariah had the opportunity to write her vision into life. Whitney Houston, unfortunately, was constantly just used as a billboard for the vision of others. She never had the freedom to really write and express her own story, given the fact that most of the songs were written for her. So it's a bit different when you compare a Mariah to a Whitney. Also given the fact that Whitney Houston came out about five years before we had a Mariah Carey. So in the 80s, in that era, there was more of a manufactured sound. So she didn't get the privilege to really stretch her wings and when we talk about 90s love ballads we are talking about the trinity of Whitney, Celine and Mariah and I think Celine really rounds out the two in the fact that 
she can hit the high notes of a Mariah. And she has some of the soulfulness of a Whitney Houston, but delivered in a style that's distinctly her own. And her music is just touching, and the way she's lived her life is so pristine. There's not an ill thing that you can truly say about Miss Dion. And I am a huge fan of Celine Dion. I enjoy her albums. I enjoy all three of these women. I look up to them as vocal bibles. That's where I get my inspiration from for my singing from. And I know that I mentioned in the previous podcast that I'm also very much inspired by Chris Brown and Craig David. But when I really want to go beyond my limits vocally, I tap into that Mariah Carey. I tap into that Celine Dion. I tap into that Whitney Houston. You know, there's a song by Celine that I practiced so much when I was still at secondary school and studying music. Actually, no, I think I was at Polytechnic at the time. And it was like, Then you say you see When you look at me The reason you love life so Though lost I have been I find love again And life just keeps on running And life just keeps on running You look at me Just something about the structure of those songs. The fact that they are so rich in the musicality and the lyrics are clean lyrics. Like to have music that young girls and males, like people of all ages, can sing without having it need to be so heavily censored is a gift. And I wish that in this era. We had more music like that. Yes, we have music that is clean, but it's like either you get music that is clean, but it's so overly sanitized that it's like, uh, or you get music that is just super explicit. And we're in the era of the female hip-hop star right now. And I wish that we could go back to the era of the R&B balladeer. I honestly do. Um, there's something about women who just are deep within their femininity and they can just sing and deliver a ballad to the best of their ability. There's something about that that is just phenomenal. Like, and when you listen to the lyrics, like, I had all... But I let it slip away. Couldn't see I treated it wrong. Now I wander around, feeling down and cold, trying to believe that you're gone. 
love takes time to heal when you're hurting so much. Couldn't see that I was blind to let you go. I can't escape the pain inside. Cause love takes time. And I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here alone. Like, those lyrics hold so much heart. So much depth, so much soul, so much energy. And then the 90s just give us fun, danceable pop hits as well. Especially in the late 90s to the early aughts. I'm also a big fan of a group called Steps. Steps is like one of the whitest groups that you can ever find. They're, they're based out of the UK, but I love their music. Like... They are good performers, and what I like about UK artists versus US artists is that they are more humble, typically. They don't have as much of a celeb status as the US pop stars get. Like, people know who they are, they get recognition and all that, but it's a different culture. So, they're a lot more humble. And I just love steps, like, um... It's the way you make me feel, the way you make me feel, turning my world around. Tell me, how can I walk away? I don't care what they say, I'm loving you anyway. It's the way you make me feel. Like, honestly, I love stats. I, I love the way that their songs sound i love the way that they deliver their music i just i'm into it man i like it i think it's kind of cool um i dig it (laughs) if there's one thing i dig it's that um and i love that the 90s allowed for all of those different types of expression there's something missing in music today I don't know what it is, but I think the fact that it doesn't have the same staying power, which I alluded to in the podcast before this, means that people are just making records to make records. And yes, I'm a big Chris Brown fan, so it would be like, how could I say that and be a fan of Chris Brown, who literally puts out 35 records at a time. The thing about Chris is that even though he puts out a lot of records, he's always done it. Like... From the beginning of his career to now, he's just a person, kind of like me, that when he gets going and when his creative juices flow, they just flow and he's able to produce content back to back to back to back to back to back with little to no effort. So that's that's that on Chris. Like It's different to the artists of today who literally release a whole set of music that doesn't really mean anything to them you know so it's different it's different man it's not it's not the same but i still like there's some songs of this generation and when i say this generation i mean 
from 2015 onward because the early 2010s like okay from 2010 onward that weren't that bad but over time they've just lost a lot of heart you know they've, they've lost the uniqueness in their sound and now it's all just one sound and i miss the creativity and i know that there are creative artists out there that put in the effort to create good music but i for one have too much options i i think that we're now in an era where there's too many options and that probably proves true even with this podcast like you have ten thousand trillion options when it comes to podcasting and i'm up in competition against tons of people even for this like everything has become so saturated and so competitive because the playing field has been lowered so much and it actually makes it harder for those at the top to really make money and then those at the bottom have to scrape even harder within the carnage that has increased because more people can join the party so there is a double-edged sword to being able to join the party like back in the 90s and the 80s and those eras you had to be able to perform and perform in life you had to be able to sing even the artists of my generation which i would consider to be from 2005 onwards they had to be able to perform of course brown is known for his ability to dance and he can sing live he is a performer through and through um the artists in that era had to be able to put on a show and it's just not the same now not to say that we don't have artists that can do it but it's different even in barbados even in barbados when we look at the veteran soca artists first the new soca artists when we look at just how music has changed and evolved and i mean the barbadian music industry is different because it revolves a lot more around live shows and you know streaming isn't really a huge thing locally within the Beijing market it's really like booking those gigs getting those live shows getting those appearances getting those sponsorship deals and all that it is that that brings home the money for most Beijing artists like some Beijing artists still sell cds and yes we have select to charge which is our caribbean chart for music but if i if i'm to be honest i think that it isn't pushed into the mainstream enough or maybe i'm just too indoctrinated with american media to you know notice that could be it maybe i'm just too americanized um and i'll admit that maybe that's a possibility um but i don't think that it's that i don't think it's that necessarily i think that it's just the fact that it seems so niche like things that seems so regular in like the US and UK or whatever seems so niche to us in Barbados. Like only the really creative people or whatever would check the selector charts. Most other people would just listen to the radio and listen to whatever soca song comes out. <coughs> and then with there being no crop over this year, um I don't know, I've never really been a person to partake in crop over as in the events i'm a homebody i'm boring i don't party i don't fat like um, i'm dull so i've never really partaken in these wonderful activities but if you come to barbados and when covid 19 is over and you want to have some fun and enjoy a cup over you should um 
Cropover is a whole festival though, like people call Kudumut Day Cropover and that's not the case. Cropover is a festival, like there are a variety of events for you to partake in. Um don't be a homebody like me <laughs> if you come to visit my country. But it's like you I don't know how to explain it. It's something that I feel but to put it into words is kind of difficult. Yeah. But I I I would love to get that feeling out of music again where music just has some soul. I think the soul has left music. And this is why I resonate so much with music from the nineties. Like I really resonate with it. I resonate with those artists who took their time and really crafted music that could last. And even the comedies from the 90s, like, and from the early 2000s as well, like, the early 2000s had some good stuff that holds up. I find that even our media today isn't designed to hold up. It's designed for clicks, views, and engagement. And I'm not going to lie, even with this podcast, I want the engagement. Like, I want people to listen to it. I want people to give it some plays. And probably the reason that I'm recording in this style is to give you guys content, but also to increase the engagement because there is consistent content. So then people will come back to the podcast consistently because episodes keep coming up. So there is a method to the madness as well. Like, even though I just started this podcast, like, on the 29th, I still want it to grow. I still want it to reach audiences. I still want it to do well. So we live in an age now where it's all about the numbers. There was a time when I wouldn't care about the numbers, but now even if you want to do something like this for fun, but then also potentially make an income out of it, the first thing that people are going to be looking at is the numbers. How much engagement do you get? How much people watch you? How many people check you out and check out what you do so we live in a very numbers-based world and it was like that in the 90s as well but it was different because artists of that era had time to sit they had time to settle they had time to let their music simmer yes there was the billboard charts and things like that but the whole landscape of music was different um, maybe there was more gatekeeping going on in terms of who could be popular, who could be famous, but it just felt different. Like a celebrity had like icon status because you didn't know that much about their personal life. You know, nowadays you know everything that there is to know about your favorite celebrity. Um, there's no sense of separation from public life and private life. And maybe that's why my guy Chris Knowings has made his private life private. And I respect him for that. And yes, I've gone back to the, like It's a recurring thing on this channel. I have a question on Chris Knowings. Um, but I'm, I appreciate that because I think it really helped the respectability factor in terms of today's artists. Like I find even with Rihanna now, she doesn't share that much of her personally. She's just about her business. She's about, you know, and people respect her for it. I find that when you 
share too much sometimes people think that they know you and then they don't respect you that much but i don't know i also don't believe in holding everything in just to seem like you are worth respectability if that makes any sense so i'm kind of in the middle but yeah that's that's what i have to say about music from the 90s and the music that i loved from the 90s and my feelings on the state of music today I'll be back. If not tonight, you know I'll be back tomorrow with the J Show. It's been fun. J or I know.